Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Janice. I am super excited for today's episode because I have Blake Reynolds on the podcast with me today. If you guys don't know Blake, you want to. He is an incredibly anointed musician and songwriter. You can find his music on pretty much every music platform that exists. His song, No Other Name, is my favorite song right now. So go listen to that after this podcast. We have a great episode planned for you guys, and it's going to be fun. So let's jump into it. Welcome, Blake. Hi, Janice. Thank you so much for having me. I got to say, I would love for you to come to like all of my shows and worship events and do that introduction for me because that was <laughs> awesome. Like now I have to try to live up to that. So, um, gosh, maybe come in, lower the bar just a little bit. Just messing up. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. Um, and uh, thank you for listening to my song. No other name. That was my first ever single, um, you know, first ever solo project I had uh, ever done. No other name. So I really appreciate you supporting my music. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So whenever I have guests on my podcast, I like starting out with some fun, get to know you questions before we go deep. So we're going to start out with five fun facts about Blake. Ready for it? Ooh, okay, let's do it. All right. Question one. What is your all time favorite worship song? Oh, my gosh. Um, Probably Father's House right now. That is just you know, really quick, that song Father's House by Corey Asbury is just on so many levels is just speaking to me in my life. Um, especially that one line at the end of the verse, it says your, uh, your, your story isn't over. Uh, your story's just begun. And, uh, and, your, or, and there's another line that says your failure is not final when the father's in the room. And the whole song is just super anointed and I just nonstop singing it since it's came out. So that's my number one favorite worship song right now. That's so good. I love that song too. Number two, what is something on your bucket list? Oh, my gosh, something on my bucket list. Uh, you know what the funniest thing is, is this is like the go to question. But for me, it's always hard to, to go. Uh, mine would have to be I don't know if you've ever seen the movies Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. Um, I would love to go to New Zealand and visit the Shire, um, which is the actual place where they filmed uh, the Shire in the movies, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. I'd love to go visit there. Um, my ultimate bucket list, my fantasy bucket list is to live there, but I guess I'll settle for visiting. <laughs> That's fun. I actually have a pen pal from New Zealand and that was one of the things she wrote in one of her letters to me. Lord of the Rings. And- <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So fun. All right. Sounds like you've not seen them, but you need to watch. Yes. Them. I've watched some of them, but yeah, fun stuff. Question three. So as a kid, <laughs> what did you always want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be in the military. I wanted to join the army. Very cool. Question four, favorite book. My favorite book uh, would have to be God Chasers. And you have to forgive me. I forgot the name of the author, Um, but it is probably my number one favorite book. Uh, I think anybody that's a worship leader or just a Christian leader in general general should read that book. It's a really, really good book. Sounds good. I haven't read that, but I remember my youth pastor recommending that like a long time ago. Oh, my word. I promise you, you read it, it'll change your life. It's awesome. Sounds good. I need to find it. Question five. (laughs) Last one. If you could only listen to one song for the next month, what song would it be? 
<laughs> okay, this is a tough one. Um, off the top of my head, I'll make a man out of you uh, from the from the soundtrack Mulan, the cartoon, uh, which is actually called Dark Side of the Moon, I think. But that would probably be the one song I just listened to over and over again from. That's so good. Okay, so first question that's not one of our fun facts. So, who is Blake Reynolds? Tell us your story. Who are you? Oh man, well, obviously you got my name. That was a that was something I always forgot <laughs> on the test. I'm writing my name down. No, I'm just messing. Actually, there were times I would forget to write my name down, and that's obviously horrible, especially if you're being graded on it. But, um, yeah, I'm actually from – I live in Michigan currently in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, Cedar Springs to be specific. Um, I, I was born in Tennessee. My dad was in the military. And, um, and shortly after we moved to Virginia, which is where my dad's originally from, I lived in Virginia for a good portion of my childhood. Um, then moved to Ohio. Um, in 2001 and from 2001 to 2006, I lived there. And then from 2006 to now, um, I've lived in Michigan. So I've been kind of been all over the place. Um, just my dad being in ministry, he traveled a lot and we just bounced around and moved places. And, um, so that's kind of a little bit where I'm from. I'm, I'm originally from the South, obviously, like I said, being from Virginia and Tennessee, and those are where my roots are, uh, some good old home cooking down there. And, um, my music, uh, I actually didn't get involved in music until 2006. My, uh, my dad kind of uh, forced me to play an instrument, and I was strongly against it. As a matter of fact, in 2007, he got me a bass guitar amp and a bass guitar pedal because that's the first instrument I ever learned. And, um, oh, my word, he got, me, got it for me for Christmas. And I was like, I think, 13 or 14 years old that year. I don't remember how old I was. But anyways, I threw the biggest temper tantrum. I'm like a young teenager. And I'm like, I was so upset because it was one of those things. Like, I mean, I think we all as teenagers went through this. Like when your parents force you to do something, you just don't want to do it. Even if it is in your, for your best interest, they, you're like, I'm not doing this. And so I, when I got that for Christmas, I'm like, do you know what you could have bought me? You bought me a bass amp and a bass pedal. That's like how much ever money you could have bought me something cool. And um, of course, fast forward, you know, how many ever years later, I'm so thankful that he, really pushed me to pursue music because you know at that point in time i really just couldn't even care could have cared less about it um so yeah i mean hopefully that's enough i mean i could ramble on and all all day but you know that's just a little bit about me um and kind of my, my backstory of music and where i'm originally from because a lot of people think i'm just from michigan i'm not yeah i don't know how that transition was for you moving from tennessee to michigan because i actually just went to tennessee for the first time i don't know three or four years ago and it was what? like when I came back, think? I was like, my heart is in the mountains. Why did I? Why do I live in Michigan? Oh yeah, my family, right? Yes, yes. The, the oh my word, the mountains are just—they're just surreal. They're beautiful. I—I yeah. uh, I just can't get enough of them. So, uh, I completely agree with you there. So Jess. good, so good. Well, my next question actually was, when did you realize you had a gift of music? So you kind of already answered that, unless it was. Did it was that a gift like your dad no, saw in you, no. obviously, and he wanted to cultivate that in you, or? Um, you know, I, I kind of had told you basically how I got started in music. Um, but your kind of, your question is more about, you know, where did my passion begin for it and everything was, you're, you're a little more specific <laughs> with it. Um, uh, my, in 2006, my dad had took a pastor because like I said, we were living in Ohio and, uh, he was offered a pastor position in Michigan and they didn't have a bass guitar player at the church. It was like a, it was a smaller church. And so they, they didn't have that many musicians and bass guitar players are just hard to find. Good bass guitar players are even harder to find. So anyways, he was like, you should learn bass. And I just, 
I picked up the I just started learning bass just to do it. I was terrible at it when I first learned it. Like I learned four notes. And if you're listening to this, bass guitar is super easy to learn, hard to master, but it's super easy to learn. And um man, I just I I just I just did it because you know he needed a bass guitar player at the church, but I hated it. But again, fast forward a little bit later, um I said I said Christmas of 2007. It was Christmas of 2006 when he got me all the instrument stuff. But because the spring in 2007 was when my awakening for music happened, uh, and it was actually at a Skillet concert. Um, th- that is my number one favorite band. I don't know if that was on your question, but I'm gonna put that now. Skillet is my favorite band, um, and I saw them live. And up until that point, I had no interest in music. I was like, I really could have cared less. Um, uh, anyway, so I went to a Skillet concert and just the excitement of just watching them perform live, how incredibly skilled they were, their heart for Jesus and just, man, it just excited me. And so I, that's kind of where my musical journey really started. My musical passion started. I love there. that. Well, fun fact about me, actually, a lot of people don't know this. And whenever I share it, people are like, are you serious? I used to play the bass guitar for a worship band at church and it was literally what? the same scenario like we just needed someone to play i i played clarinet for like middle school and high school and band nerd so anyway so i can you know music is whatever to me but yeah it was pretty simple to pick up and just do but kind of like you i wasn't super great at it but i can read sheet music and i can keep a beat so yeah whenever i tell people that they're like why don't you play anymore i'm like because i don't love it <laughs> other things to do yeah <laughs> that but that is a good response though like if you don't love something don't you know don't 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 go after it but but i, I didn't know you're sandbagging over there like <laughs> hiding there like you play bass guitar oh, yeah real. so fun so fun so what do you hope that people take away when they listen to your music um that's a really good question. The one thing I always say, and when uh, I started my, when I started pursuing music as a solo artist, like when I took that step of faith um, in 2018, which is when I released No Other Name. Well, it recorded in 2017, but when I released it in 2018, the one thing I wanted to do was I want all of my songs to just meet people where they're at. And so the one thing I guess that I want people to take away when they listen to my music, that's a really good question. Like I said, I wanted to meet it where they're at, but that doesn't really answer your question. I want people to be um, inspired. And by inspired, I don't, I don't mean like they're going to go like tackle the world. I just meant I want them to be inspired by hope. You know, whatever the song is about, um, you know, whether it's a song about conquering depression or just living by faith, I want them to be inspired um, and uplifted when they take that. So when they, when they get, when you get on listen to my song, I just want you to go from just being depressed or feeling doubtful or hopeless to just inspired and encouraged would probably be the more appropriate word, just encouraged in your faith. Um, and so that, that's probably the one thing I would want you to take away when you listen to my music. If I had to narrow it down, it's just, just to be encouraged in your faith. It's uplifted. Um, that would mean a lot. Amen. That's so, so good. I'm believing that for people that do hear your music. So describe the process of songwriting for you. What does that look like for you? Do you get lyrics first? Do you get melodies, songs? What does the songwriting process look like for you? Copy and paste, man. Just copy somebody else's <laughs> song. I'm just I'm totally words kidding. And call it good. No one will know. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm kidding. Um, This is the, this is the stereotypical answer I'm going to give. And I know you've heard it, but I'm just going to say it just because I want to say it is it's, it's different from everybody. Yes. But for me, because you're asking about me, 
Um, every single song has been different that I have written. You know, like no other name, the story behind that one, uh, which I'm going to do a behind the scenes video for that one. I was actually at a worship event in 2016, something like that, uh, with my brother, because my brother led worship, uh, still does. Um, and I, I was more of the music director. I would, he'd lead worship and I would, you know, kind of sing background vocals and I'm, uh, would play piano and just direct the band. And, but I was leading one of the songs and we had this moment of just worship and I got the melody for no other name. And I just kept singing that. Oh, the name that Jesus, I kept singing that over and over again. Um, and then fast forward a year later, 2017, um, I just finished the song. I was like, I want to finish this song. So, um, but with my song empty, which is my most really most recent release, um, really cool story behind that one. I had like 10 demos slash ideas that I had pitched to my producer. Um, some of them had melodies. Some of them were just words. Some of them were just a full song. It was just different, just 10 different song ideas. And the night before we were scheduled to write, um, and my producer is Jared Mark. We, we wrote over FaceTime the night before we were scheduled to write, I was laying in my bed and this word came to my head called em- the, the word empty came to my head. And as soon as it popped in my head, I knew exactly what I wanted it to be about. But I didn't have any lyrics. I didn't have a melody. I literally had nothing. I'm, and I'm literally thinking to myself, I'm like, how in the heck do you sing the word empty? But I'm like, I wrote it down um, in my notes. Whatever I write a song in my notes, I always put song, colon, and then the title. That way, if I'm ever searching in my notepad, I know how to find a song. And, and uh, so the next day I was talking to talking to my producer and we go through the songs. We picked the song out that had a great melody. And I was like, hey, man, um, I had this idea last night and I told him the idea. And he's like, we're mm-hmm. writing that song. So every 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 song's different. Sometimes I get a melody um, like I have uh, t- hundreds of audio memos on my phone where it's, I've got like, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like humming a melody and then I've got some where I'm just I've recorded a full-length song so it's different hopefully that answers yeah it does I love I love the creative process of it one of my best friends actually is a musician songwriter and um we had our women's retreat last weekend and I'm like bring your keyboard and play for everyone play some of your originals and she did and she was just sharing kind of the stories behind her songs and she was like God gave me this one in a dream and this one I just plucked a note on the guitar and then I went to my keyboard and the song just came out and of course like non-songwriters are like how does that happen <laughs> so cool oh my gosh yeah it, it, it's like like you said it's always different it's different for everybody and it's different each song like um sometimes you just have a word sometimes you just have a title sometimes you get you get like a full song downloaded in you and you just jot it down and I've had those songs before funny story I've had songs before where I wake up and I'm singing the song like out of a dream and I'm sure you've had, I don't know if you've ever had this before, where you wake up and you're like, this is an incredible song. I'm going to record it. I'm going to, I'm going to write it. I'm going to release it. And it's going to be a big hit. And then you listen to it later in the day. You're like, oh my gosh, what did I eat? What did I eat last night? That's funny. Obviously I don't get songs in my sleep. I get like messages. I have to keep a journal by my bed. So I'm like constantly writing like podcast ideas or like messages or whatever. Dang. So that's Yep. Oh my gosh. Are you writing stuff down like during the day? Like if you get an idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And my notepad on my phone, I have so many notes and like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Fun. Uh, honestly, that would be, and, that, and if I, if you were to ask this question, which obviously you're not, if I were to, if anybody were to ever ask me whether you're a Christian, a non-Christian, a creative, whatever your place is, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to yes. just write. Um, it, it, because it, it, 
it, it allows you to become creative. I mean, you might have an incredible idea and just because you write it down, that is, that is helping you get the creative, uh, getting the creative process down. But, um, I've been doing that since like 2011, just I'm writing like before we had notes, it's hard to say this. It's hard. It's weird. Cause like 2011, we didn't have notepads mm-hmm. on our phones. So I traveled with like a notepad and I literally just filled up notepads upon notepads of just ideas or prayers or devotional. So if you're creative or if you're a Christian and even in your prayer time, you know, you're listening to this, make sure you're always writing, you know, God could be downloading something in you. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you and I, you, you and I are the same in that I'm all, I'm always writing stuff. Yeah. That's so good. I was actually just going to share that last night we had prayer at church, which was incredible people. If you're listening in your church has prayer times, go to them. They're so good. And then, so anyways, I wasn't done with the Lord when I got home. So I threw on some worship music and just grabbed my journal, laid on my living room floor. And I just wrote, I was like, I don't even know what I'm writing, but I just knew I wasn't even supposed to read it until today. So when I got home from work today, I sat down and read through my journal and I was like, dang, that's good. <laughs> so it's fun, yeah, it's fun <laughs> to look back over your journals or notebooks or whatever and see what God's giving Amen. you. It's so cool. So, so good. So I just heard a quote today from Jeremiah Johnson, and it said, the secret to ministering to God's people publicly is really how often we are ministering to God privately, which I love. So what what does it mean to you to have a heart of worship, and how does that look in your everyday life or in the everyday life of a believer, not just on a platform? Wow. I don't even know how you follow up. Yeah, I'm like, how do you follow up with the quote? Like, I almost forgot your question there for a second. I was like, that's a really good quote. Um, man, uh, it, it, repeat your question for me. Just want, so I want to answer it. I mean, just answer it. Uh, I want to answer yeah. it appropriately. So what does it mean to you to have a heart of worship? And how does that affect your everyday life? Man, having a heart of worship, um, like you, that's just such a loaded question. And I know there's a billion answers, but I'm going to give the one that's best suited for me, you know, um, something that I've lived through is having a heart of worship is, is not worshiping God for what he can do for you. And I know this sounds like such a cliche thing, but, um, I think a lot of people need to hear this reminder, including myself, um, having a heart of worship has nothing to do with, um, how many times you dance or spin around. It doesn't have, it doesn't matter the song you're singing, um, it's just, it's a reverence towards God. It's you submitting yourself and surrendering to God and just, and you're just literally lifting and adoring him and magnifying him. Um, and the, to me, that's what it means to have a heart of worship is constantly having your, your, the posture of your hearts and a heart in a place of reverence towards God. Like you're just like, um, something I've really been working on in myself recently. Um, is that a Christian, we as Christians, we pray all day. You know, I, I give everybody credit. I, I believe, you know, whether you're just, you're praying in the car or maybe you pray three hours in your bedroom, whatever it is. Uh, but something I've really been working on recently is just worshiping God throughout the entire day. Just, just worshiping God. And I don't necessarily sing a song, um, but I, I'm literally, I'm literally just going throughout the entire day and going, God, I worship you. You're worthy of my praise. I lift your name on high. God, I praise you, Jesus. And I'm doing that all day long. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible. It's in Matthew. It says, seek ye his kingdom first and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, and how does that relate to your question? Well, my point, my thing is this, is if we're always putting God first, which has to do with the heart of worship, God's going to take care of everything else. And the past several years of my life, I've been so consumed with praying for things that I want, things that I might need, bills, whatever it is that I kind of forget about just giving God the attention he's needed. Um, 
And so I'm sorry, that was a long, long answer. And honestly, I feel like I go on forever about what it means to have a heart of worship. But truly to have a heart of worship is just make it about God. Keep your heart and reverence towards him and just 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 make it about him. When you go to worship, don't don't worry about your bills. Don't worry about your life. Just just come before God. Just like, God, I worship you. I know that you're holy. You are good father, God. So that would be my answer. And hopefully that was um Hopefully that was that's so good. Excellent. I just keep hearing the words heart posture. It's all about your heart posture. So that's so good. I love that. So have you ever had a time in your music ministry slash career? Have you ever had a time where you were discouraged or you were dealing with discouragement? And if so, how did you find encouragement to keep pressing on? Yes. Um, I mean, even as of recent, I believe in transparency and I don't, I don't care what level you're at. I think you should always be transparent and, um, I think a lot of our Christian leaders and even Christian influencers now are being, are doing a very good job about being transparent. Sadie Robertson, Craig Rochelle, a lot of these guys are doing a great job. So if I'm being transparent, you know, following suit, even just even this week, I just, man, just fighting discouragement in my own life. Um, the number one thing that I do or have done over the years is I go to somebody, a mentor when I'm facing discouragement, I go to a mentor and um, I just talk to that individual and I just tell them what I'm going through. And I find I all, all the time I find encouragement in that. Um, despite whatever whatever I'm facing, you know, maybe I'm discouraged because may, maybe I'm messed up. Maybe I sinned or, or maybe it's just, you know, sometimes the devil just bombards us with thoughts. And we just give into those thoughts and it just creates this cycle of discouragement and just um, depression, if, if you will. And so no matter what it is, I just talk to my, 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 my accountability partner, my mentor, and... Um, they just talked me through it and I, I find encouragement in that. But here recently, um, I, I find that God's been try- teaching me about spiritual maturity and that I shouldn't always go to other people for encouragement is that I should look within God's word and be spiritually mature enough to go, OK, how would God want me to handle this? Um, and I think David said it best. Something, something that I've been doing recently is I've been just quoting God's word. Um, like if I'm getting dis- discouraged about a situation. Um, I'll think about a scripture or I'll think about, you know what, I don't, how do I put this in the words? Give me a second, Janice. I'm trying to put this in the words so people can understand. Um, how do I say this? So like a baby, I'm facing, um, discouragement about the way I look. So like I said, I like to be transparent, you know, I, I'm into fitness and so I'm constantly working out, you know, I, I want to better myself, not, not so I can, you know, have rock hard abs and look good for people. It's just like, I want to better myself physically. But anyways, there are moments where I face discouragement about maybe my weight or the way I look. And I'm just like, you know what, God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the Bible says that I can have what I say. And as a man thinks he is so easy, so is he. And I, and I remember those scriptures. And so I'll say things like, God, you know what? I'm a good looking guy. I, God's got, you have blessed me extremely. And I'll just start speaking good things over myself. Um, and I find a lot of encouragement of that. So Number one thing, just to recap on that, is just um, I go to my mentor. Number two is um, I, I decree good things over myself. Like I speak good good things over myself. Number three, which is technically number one, but <laughs> we're not putting them in that order. But number this is technically number one is I, I genuinely do look in God's word. It's like, okay, what is God saying here? Um, David's the perfect example. I mean, if you read all through Psalms, like the first half of every Psalm, David's like, oh, my gosh, my enemies are going to kill me. And then the and then the second half, he's like, God, you will deliver me. And um, and uh, actually, Psalm thirty four, just reading that. 
Um, Psalms, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm going to quote that if that's all right, Janice. Absolutely. Psalms 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Um, that scripture, I read that because I'm, I'm reading through the book of Psalms and I'm, I don't know where I'm, I'm in like book 60 something. And I read that I'm over a month ago and that scripture just pierced my heart. And I, it pierced my heart because it says, and he delivered me from all my fears. It didn't say enemies. It didn't say the devil. It delivered me from my fears. Um, because just like anybody, I have fears that I struggle with all day long. You know, or not, excuse me. I have fears I struggle with a lot sometimes. Like, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And I just think about God, if I just mm. seek you, I know you'll deliver me. That's so, so good. sorry, really long answer, but that was a really good question. Yeah, that's so good and so encouraging. And there's like so many different things you said. I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that. So first thing was the mentor thing. I love that. So I want to encourage anyone who's listening. If you don't have a mentor, to find one, to pray for God to give you one, because that has been a godsend for me. I have a spiritual mama too. And I also remember going through a season recently where I was constantly going to her like about everything. And there was like probably a two week period where she just was not available at all. And God was like, Hey, hello. (laughs) I gave you her as a gift, but like, I, you need to make me number one. And so I recently went through something very similar And I love what you talked about with decreeing the word over yourself. Um, I have a lot of women that'll come to me and they'll be like, I'm struggling with this or struggling with that. And my first thing that I always say to them before we even get into what they're dealing with is, have you been in the word? And most of the time the answer is no. And it's like, okay, get in the word. That's always going to be my number one advice to you. And I love that just decreeing the word over yourself. Um, I'm substitute teaching a first grade class right now for 10 weeks and In the mornings, I've been starting out with like YouTube videos for the kids and they're just like positive affirmations and motivational videos. And um, today, actually, one of my kids goes, we all need to be like Jessica. And I was like, who's Jessica? He goes, the girl on that video that was looking in the mirror and she was saying, I like my hair. I like my outfit. I like my smile. (laughs) And I was like, you're getting through to these kids. I love it. But I'm always doing that with the kids. I'm like, let me hear you say I'm smart. I love learning. I love school because whether it's true or not, whatever we're repeating over ourselves, we're going to believe it. So that's so good. I loved everything. So good. So what has been, what has been the coolest moment in your music career thus far besides being on my podcast? Oh man, this was the highlight. Like when you said it, I was like, (laughs) that's it. I'm done. I need to hang up my hat. My music career, I've accomplished it. I'm on and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, but by the way, I am very thankful. This is my second podcast and I, I, I genuinely mean this It's a real honor that you asked me. And I was so excited when you had texted me like, Hey, you gonna be my podcast. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Um, but to answer your question, the highlight of my career thus far, because you know, um, you know, I'm 27 and I've been in music since 2006. That's going on 15 years now. Um, but I didn't start, I didn't start my career as an artist until 2018. So I'm like only two years, I'm kind of young into this. So, um, but my, man, my greatest accomplishment or my great, the highlight, excuse me. Um, I got on my first radio station this year wasn't a it wasn't a huge one but i was like it was like a momentous moment for me it was like i was like oh my gosh i just got on a radio station um but probably my biggest highlight is when i get messages from people um that tell me there's a story behind this but they'll tell me hey i was listening to your song and it really encouraged me or hey i just heard your song and it really helped me 
Um, and the funny story about this is when I first started doing this music on myself, I prayed to God and said, God, you know, when I release songs, I want to get random messages oh, yeah. from people telling me that, hey, your song just helped me. I was going to commit suicide, but your song just helped me. Or, hey, I was going through divorce and your song encouraged my faith. And so I was like, God, I want to get those prayers. And that's still my prayer. Right? Every song I write, I want my song to do that for people. And um, and so when I get those messages, I screenshot them because I'm like, I want to remember these moments because this is this is why I do music. But the story, it's, I, I apologize. The story behind that, Janice, is um, here recently, you know, like I said, we all face discouragements and, you know, it, music, it's tough. It's really tough because you're really working hard to create really great songs that people love that minister to them. And so you're really working at it. And it's like every single time I get discouraged in my music or just in my career in general, I will literally um, almost every time get a message just like that. Somebody will message me out of random and say, Hey, I just want to let you know your music is really touching my heart right now. Um, I've even had some family members and friends send me messages about my Instagram saying, Hey, I just wanted you to know you're doing a great job and you're really helping a lot of people. And I get those messages literally when I'm getting discouraged. It's like, God's just trying to remind me, say, Hey, keep going so those would i genuinely mean this those are the highlights of my music when i get those messages like to me that's worth more than any award like that's just that means i've done my job i'm like okay thank you god this is awesome that's so good so if you're listening value the gift of encouragement and reach out to people when they're ministering to you or encouraging you with different things because it does mean so much god called me to um start a blog a few years ago and it was kind of like okay i'm putting my heart out there on the internet what is going to happen with us oh. <laughs> and i same thing it's like you, those private messages you get and uh so many stories with that too it's like okay this is so worth it to be vulnerable so i love that you were talking about that even earlier being vulnerable so one other highlight of your career that i'm going to point out because you didn't mention it and i thought this would actually be your answer um you actually had a church a couple of weeks ago that performed your song right Say that one didn't you time. have a church a few weeks ago that um did your song during worship time oh yeah yeah that was another highlight that i can't believe i forgot about that yeah that was uh um again that was another prayer that god had answered it was like god i want you know i mean my most really recent music has been more christian mainstream so it's not something you sing in church but uh one of my original prayers when i did this was like god i want people uh, churches to sing my songs and so yeah i i just had a church my first church ever as a good friend of mine tiffany khan um her and her church did my song no other name and uh again that was another momentous moment for me i was like oh my gosh this this is happening so thanks for bringing that up i forgot about you're welcome that, i thought for sure that would be your answer and i was like oh <laughs> so <laughs> oh so if you could collab with anyone both past and present so two different ones who would you pick oh no um okay present 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 um if i could collab with somebody usually john cooper would be my answer but that's like no i would say john cooper from skillet because he's got some really good lyrics i know people oftentimes hear skillet they just hear rock but if you really listen to his lyrics he writes how i like to write i like writing really raw stuff and so john cooper would be present past even though he's still around today would probably uh, probably be Stephen Curtis Chapman um, because I grew up with him and his music really touched me. And, um, and so I, you know, from the past, probably Stephen Curtis Chapman. So good. So we're almost done. I only have like five or 10 more questions. Okay. So what advice would you give someone who doesn't know what God has called them to? (sighs) Follow your passion. 
super easy answer. You know, a lot of times our passions and our calling actually all um, like literally not a hundred percent of the time, your passions and your callings align. If you don't know where God is placing you, look at your passions. What are you passionate about? Second thing is what, what moves your heart? Um, a lot of, a, a lot of things can excite you. Um, I forget who quoted this and, I, and I'm totally mess. I'm paraphrasing this. This is like the message translation of this quote. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I'm totally messing. But they had said a lot of things will excite you, but very few things will move your mm. heart. And so find the things that move your heart, find the things that cause you to cry, you know. Um, and I'm not talking about watching a dodo video on Facebook and you see a dog, you know, like hurting, which I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if I could open up a shelter for all the dogs and animals in the world, take care of my wood. But number one, follow your passions. Number two, um, what did I say? Oh, f- the things that move your heart. And number three, your giftings. You know, God gives you specific giftings to help you in your calling. And so uh, I know you only asked for one, but I figured I'd give three. And, th- and that's very easy for you to do. Like, what are you passionate about? Well, I love helping people and I love working in graphics. Oh, cool. Maybe you're a graphic designer or a web designer, you know? Yeah, that's so good. and so practical. So good. So tell us about your new song that's coming out next month oh okay oh by the way you were the first person i'm talking about this so you kind of get like a sneak peek behind this and everything so really quick my, my new song coming out next month in october um is called can't live without you and that's i mean it's in the title come on here no i'm just messing <laughs> the whole song just talks about in the verses it talks about who i was and again when i write songs i don't i write it about me and my life, but it, it could easily apply to whoever is, you know, singing along with a song, but it, it's just talking about who I was without God. Like, and, it, and in the chorus, it just says, I can't live without you. You've been so good to me. You're just so good. Um, they're the lyrics to the chorus, by the way, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, and like I said, in the first verse, it says, I was miles away with no place to say, stay. I was searching, looking for something more. Um, and it just talked about how God just changed my life. And I, I don't know what I do without them. I can't live without them. So yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. It's a, it's a fun song, by the way. It's a, it's a really fun song. It's a lot brighter in regards to the sound, the lyrics, are a lot brighter and more fun as well. And so um, it's something new. I'm excited for everybody here. I love it. So good. I can't wait to hear it. So how can people connect with you? I want you to like give us all your social information, website and all of that. And then would you be willing to close our podcast out in prayer? Yeah, I thought you had like five or 10 more questions here. I was getting excited. Um, okay, so yeah, people, you guys can find me on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Blake Riddles Music. Same thing with Facebook.com forward slash Blake Riddles Music. Also, I'm launching my website next month. Um, I think the second week in October, it's BlakeReynoldsMusic.com, and I'll have products on there if you guys want to buy some products, whatever. Uh, but I'll be launching my website, and uh, yeah, I love connecting with people. So real quick, if you do follow me on social media, send me a message. Don't just like and comment. I love connecting. I love engaging. If you want prayer or if you just want somebody to talk to, send me a message. I would love to talk and connect with you. So that's how you can find me, and you said you want me to close yeah, with prayer? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. All right. I'm going to do a 20 minute long. I'm good. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Dear God, we thank you so much for this day. Yours is to enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. And I believe that's something we should not just do just in in once in a while, but God, every time we come to you, just, I just want to thank you, God. Um, 
personally, I want to say thank you that I have this opportunity to be on this podcast. I want to thank you for the ministry that Janice is providing other people, God, because she is truly making an impact on people's lives. Um, and, I, and I just feel led to pray this right now. I just, uh, Janice, I just want you to know that what you're doing right now is um, it is encouragement and a blessing to so many people. And I know there are times that you may face discouragement, but just just keep doing it. Um, and don't worry about the recognition or whatever. God's going to take care of everything. He'll take care of the promotion. Just trust him. But God, I just ask you to bless this podcast. I just ask that it would just minister and, and, and just bring breakthrough in people's lives. I pray that people are touched by the words that Janice and I spoke. Um, and I just pray that you were lifted up most importantly. God, we thank you. God, we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.